The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all this they will do to you on my account, because they do not know him who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. I think it's worth <clears throat> just summarizing the gospel passages that we've gone through in recent weeks because we've been taking, if you will, a deep dive into this Last Supper discourse over the past few weeks in the, in the readings of the Mass um, just because of their depth, right? So the Church gives a particular attention in this season to the Last Supper discourses because it is, as we've said before, the moments of some of the deepest intimacy that the Lord shares of Himself with His disciples in these moments. Um, obviously had such an impact in the Apostle St. John as he has retained all of this dialogue in his heart and given it back to us through his gospel. And so as we enter into it, we've seen that the Lord has spoken to his disciples, first and foremost, after he has given them Holy Communion, and he speaks to them about abiding in him and he in them. And so he speaks to them first of their relationship to him. And then he goes into all the consequences and the depths of that relationship. That through that relationship, they are also brought into that deep union. We are also brought into that deep union with the Heavenly Father. Through our relationship with the Son, we come both to know and to love the Father in heaven. And we are brought into an intimacy of love and life with them that the Lord describes very beautifully when he says to them, I am in the Father and he is in me and I am in you. And, you know, he goes into all of the intimacies of the life that we have with God through our relationship with Jesus Christ. And then he speaks to his disciples about what is expected of them from that relationship of intimacy. And it is a relationship of love and what is expected is that they love, that they become and that we become a manifestation in our life of the reality of what God is doing within us, of the God who dwells within us by grace, that our life manifests the God who is love. And so he says to his disciples very clearly, he binds upon them this commandment, a new commandment to love, not that they weren't supposed to love before, but as we said, it is this new commandment, this higher love, this divine agape love that now fills them through grace, through which all of their actions and all of our actions can be transformed. And now he speaks to them of the consequences, the consequences, because what also is expected of them is not simply that they love, but that they bear fruit. Those are the signs 
that they are Christians in the very real sense of what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian is to have the life of Christ in us by His grace. That is when we can call ourselves Christians. And the particular emblem, if you will, of the Christian is not a badge, it's not a hat, (laughs) it's love, right? Love is the emblem of a Christian. Love is what we carry out into the world, and that manifests the reality of what is interior within us, or what should be. And so, in what is bound upon them through this relationship, which is to love and to bear fruit, he then also speaks about the consequences. Persecution. Persecution. Because Christ is in us and living in us by his grace, the world will treat us in the same way it has always treated him. And so he calls his apostles not to despair, because this is simply what happens when the rain, which is the world in this sense, the world is used in Scripture in very many types of senses, right? So the world in this sense specifically is used as the reign of sin, right? And so when the kingdom and the reign of sin meets the kingdom of God, there will always be this incompatibility. And persecution will come from one side, and that's also important. What the Lord is not saying here is go out and persecute those who persecute you. (laughs) What the Lord is saying, go out and continue to love despite persecution, to be like Christ, but more than that, that Christ can live in us again and endure in us again and suffer in us again. He calls us to a particular intimacy of life that means not only do we share in the beauty of what it is that that life gives us, but also its persecutions and sufferings. We have to share with Christ completely, not only the good, but the bad as well. And as we go out and as the world, meaning that reign of sin, meets us with its persecution, our response is not to use the things of the world in retaliation, We do not meet violence with violence. We follow Christ's own example as he is led docilely like a lamb to the slaughter in his passion, praying and continuing to love despite persecution. We can look at the beautiful example of Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. He is always himself. He is always himself. He is always the healer. And so when Simon Peter strikes off the ear of the servant, the gentle healer reaches over and reattaches it miraculously. He is always the one who speaks truth. And so despite all of the persecution from all of those in the highest possible authority at that point in that region, with all of them trying to catch him up in his words, he is always speaking truth. And he is always the one who loves sinners. So that even at the right at the end, at the last moments on the cross, he rejoices with all of heaven at the return of the one when the good thief turns to him and says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the merciful Savior responds immediately. He is always the same, inside and outside of persecution. And he calls us to be the same to live a life that is constant in love and in virtue. St. Thomas says that if the world persecutes us because of our sins and faults, that is right and just, and we should repent. But if the world, again, persecutes us because of our virtue, that's when we can rejoice. 
And so the love of Christ now fills us with his grace. He will fill us with his self at Holy Communion. We are brought into this intimacy of life and love, but we are called called to go out and to love despite the consequences, despite the environments, despite the reception or lack thereof. We are called to be constant in love because that is how we most perfectly imitate our Heavenly Father. Amen.